0: Tesla to enter the S&P 500, Congress inches closer on a stimulus deal, Bitcoin roars past 23,000, and is Wynn Resorts a buy? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The market is lower today. That's right, it's lower. With the Dow Jones down 157 points, NASDAQ down 21 points, and the S&P 500 down 20 points. All the while the Rust 2K is up 10 points and the VIX is up 1.40 points. So overall across the broader market, It is down, and today is a big day. We have a lot of big events going on, but first we are going to tackle the headline of the day and the typical headline of the day due to COVID-19. Well, COVID-19 numbers continue the boom, and things really aren't getting better as of yet, even though we have a vaccine Uh, Digging into total cases, we now have passed over 17 million cases in the United States, at least we've recorded over 17 million um, since the start of this thing, 17.21 million cases as of today not only that but deaths topping 310,000 um in the seven day average is once again accelerating um but on the bright side we do have a few positives mixed in here the pfizer vaccine is being given um as we speak to millions of people and at the same time the moderna vaccine is on course to be approved for emergency use within the next few days it won a key vote on that uh basically approval or decision board, the send it to be approved for emergency use um, It's kind of a weird process they're using, but in any manner it did win a key vote and it is on track to be approved in the very near future. Um, but on the downside on the flip side of all that um, everything is continues to rise on a case count basis and more lockdowns and restrictions are being implemented. So that is something to keep an eye on um, all the while. The market is going to see an extremely volatile day today. Um, Why? Because there is a lot of rebalancing going on. And not only that, but Tesla is set to enter the S&P 500. Today will be the largest S&P 500 rebalancing in the history of that index. And not only that, but it's estimated that over 129.9 million shares of Tesla will need to be purchased to enter the index. So expect to see a green day in Tesla, I'm thinking. Um, On top of that, Tesla will become the seventh largest name within the index and will be a 1.52% weighting on the S&P 500. So that is very interesting. Some uh, quick wild facts there. Um, and then Speaking of wild facts, there is going to be some wild action throughout the market. Given this rebalancing, um it is expected to see some price swings here and there. Um so that is definitely something to keep an eye on uh going into today. Don't uh you know, if your stock is down and you're in a great name that's supported by your solid fundamentals and a solid upward trend, don't sell a lot of it because it's down a few points. Um and get worried about that the trend is reversing because today you're going to see a lot of wild action action. Especially and most likely in those S and P five hundred names. Now, Congress is closing in on a stimulus deal. That is another thing that we have to note here. Uh, Nine hundred billion dollars is what the deal consists of, and they have noted that they are very close on this deal. Just yesterday, I guess, uh, according to all the sources I've gone in uh, to on the interwebs and researched. Um, in essence, you know, they they hammered out a lot of the. Um, details of this deal per se um, yesterday and now it's just getting down to the final touches. They only have a few more days left before a government shutdown, so it will be interesting to see what happens there. A deal over the weekend um, would likely be great for a Monday rally. At least that's my guess. Um, and then Bitcoin continues to roar higher. It broke 23,000. I believe it's just below 23,000 now, but it broke over 23,000 and continued to rally for quite a while, um, throughout the night, which is crazy. And once again, if you'd like to play Bitcoin, but you really don't don't want to buy bitcoin itself i think a great way to play it is grayscale bitcoin trust which uh the ticker is gbtc you can check that out it's on the public markets um stock market um it's an excellent way to play it. i was in it quite a while ago when bitcoin was down by like way down and like not even close to twenty thousand. um and it was quite interesting unfortunately i sold so i didn't profit on this huge rally in bitcoin um but if you did if you were in the bitcoin rally over the past few weeks congratulations um now we're going to dig into a few names here we're first going to dig into a reopening play and then we're going to dig into not so much a reopening play so here it is win resorts so you're probably wondering why am i bringing up win resorts well um covid19 has absolutely devastated this company and this stock i mean just terrible um, and for good reason, Wynn resorts is a major operator, owner, and developer of luxury casino resorts around the world, wins core locations include Macau, Las Vegas, and Boston. Um, so, of course, you know, in this basically, they're in the travel industry. They're in the we need people to come to our location and uh, definitely not be COVID safe in order for us to make money. At least that's kind of what it seems. Now, over the summer, we did get a slight reopening, um, and therefore, Wind Resorts saw a slight benefit from that. But now we're going basically back into full lockdown here in the holidays. And what that is causing is that is really um, not good for Wind Resorts. But At the same time, this offers up a buying opportunity for us. Now, the stock currently sits at a price of $115 per share. But I don't think that's too high because if you take a look for, say, at the chart, um, you know, just back in early, late, late 2019, um, you know, the stock was at 138. And then this thing took a major hit all the way down to 60 bucks per share um, basically when COVID came around and now throughout this whole entire thing, what we're seeing is a comeback in the stock, um, way back, I would say in 2014, um, resorts was at 220, I think a comeback can happen here for winter resorts. And here is why I think that the travel industry is finally going to turn around after this vaccine, um, basically gets all throughout the United States population. I think that the world is going to come back from COVID-19. And therefore, I think we are going to see um, a very successful comeback in the stock. I think a lot of people are going to be looking to buy reopening um, plays, reopening stocks, reopening companies, um, stocks that are going to benefit from the reopening of the country after we get through COVID-19. And I think Wynn Resorts is going to be one of those. So digging into the company, um, we first also have to know on top of their locations that Wynn Resorts is also jumping in on the online sports betting space. Um, through their Win Interactive segment. So basically, their sports betting online space is called Win Interactive. Um, and wins. You know, they just launched this in New Jersey. They own something like seventy-seven percent of this thing, or something in there. Um, I would have to double check. But up by se- they own roughly seventy percent of the sector because they partnered with another company on this. Um, but I do like the fact that they are getting into other sectors. They're getting into other areas um of the betting in the gambling space which i like and i think online is the future and as i've said in multiple episodes if you're not online you are going to fail eventually um the digital world the digital age is here and you have to adapt to it um but due to covid 19 and the pandemic um 2020 has rocked the stock and not in a good way on the flip side of things investors are now being presented an opportunity to be given um the vaccine and the vaccine rollout and therefore an economic recovery. Now, breaking down wind Resorts, the stock price, according to Trefis or at Trefis on social media, um, according to their data, 63.20% of the stock price of of wind Resorts stock price is based on their Macau segment. So, Macau is obviously a major segment for the company. That's something to keep an eye on. How is COVID doing in Macau? Um, another. Factor is 24.31% of the stock price is based on the company's Las Vegas segment, and then 12.49% is based on their Boston segment. So, definitely, their locations have a huge impact on what their stock price is based on. Um, Mostly, though. You want to keep an eye on Macau and Las Vegas because Boston really isn't a huge player. Now, digging in the numbers, and this is what I mean. The stock has taken a hit. The company's taken a hit. I'm digging into the numbers. Wynn Resorts missed Q3 expectations. Uh, Wynn Resorts reported an EPS of negative $7.04 versus the expected negative $4.03. So a huge miss on EPS. Um, and revenues also continued to decline. Taking a look, Wind Resorts reported Q3 operating revenues of $370.5 million, And that represents a huge 77.5% year-over-year decline in operating revenues. Now, in short, operating revenues, in essence, declined by $1.28 billion um, between 2019, same time to now. Um, and in 2019 Q3, the operating revenues was $1.65 billion. So obviously a huge drop, $1.28 billion. Um, their operating revenues declined, in essence, all due to COVID-19. Now, we also have to dig into their not only their massive revenue decline, but their net loss of $758.1 million in the third quarter. So they ran a loss due to COVID-19 operating revenues declined terribly their e p s missed insanely by you know just huge multiples um so an ugly ugly earnings number uh report here not only that but when resorts went on to report their adjusted property EBda landed at a low negative sixty five point nine million dollars now comparing that to twenty nineteen in twenty nineteen the property ebda was three hundred ninety six point nine million dollars yeah that's right. They went from a positive $396.9 million to negative $65.9 million on their property EBDA. And that is the adjusted property EBDA. So crazy, crazy numbers there out of Wynn Resorts. The numbers are just terrible. Um, and this is why when investors see these numbers, um, yeah, they're bad. But at the same time, I sit back and I say, well, is this an opportunity? you know, the stock, you know, hasn't performed well, is this an opportunity to get in on a company that's going to do well five years down the road? And that's really what I'm looking for. Um, so digging into what management said, um, I'm going to quote management here. Quote, we are encouraged by the progress we have made in each of our properties over the past several months, despite the ongoing impact of the virus and related operating limitations, CEO Matt Maddox said. So You know, um, basically, they're upbeat about the company. They're upbeat that they were able to produce the numbers that they did. But COVID-19 is definitely hurting them uh, and not in a good way. Um, Furthermore, shifting into the balance sheet, the numbers need to see improvement. Uh, I look at total debt, I see $12.7 billion. I look at total liabilities, I see $14 billion. I see a total assets number of $13.9 billion. So their liabilities are now more than their assets. I hate that. I don't like that. Um, Not something you want to see in a balance sheet. Furthermore, their cash and short-term investments is far less than their total debt. Cash and short-term investments is $3.55 billion compared to their total debt of $12.790 billion. So if you're comparing all of this, um, their debt and liabilities far outweigh their assets and cash. And that is something we definitely do not want to see on a balance sheet. Now, furthermore... Um, If you look at Wind resorts on a valuation basis, the price to sales is roughly four times. So not bad, um, but management has work to do. You know, return on equity of negative 209%, return on assets of negative 15%, return on invested capital of negative 16%. These are not good numbers here um, across the board, and that definitely needs help. And the analysts are just as bearish. The analysts are just as bearish. We take a look at these price targets. And, you know, the mean price target is $101.60 per share. Um, breaking that down, that's roughly a negative 11% decline. Um, furthermore, the high price target is 120 bucks a share, so that's just about a 4% gain. But at the same time, the low price target is $80 per share, which is a roughly 30% loss. So, you know, the analysts are definitely not bullish on this name, but at the same time, we see the big money is actually still quite involved with 68.89% of wind Resorts being owned by institutions. Um, Top holders include the usual T. Rowe Price Associates, the Vanguard Group and BlackRock Institutional Trust. Um, So it will be interesting to see what the stock does over the coming weeks. Um, In short, you know, wind Resorts could be a solid long-term investment throughout the COVID-19 recovery. But on the flip side, The balance sheet, as we noted, needs improvement. Management needs to perform much better. And the COVID-19 timeline is still mostly undetermined. So those are still major worries to me as an investor. Um, I look at the future of Wynn Resorts and I say, okay, they definitely need to make a comeback and they have their work cut out for them. Can the management team do this? Um, And I'm yet a little bit skeptical on that. So I'm waiting to see what happens here within the next few months. But it is something to put on your radar. It is something to watch. Now, digging into Upwork. Um, Upwork is a solid company, and this is the last company we're going to go over today. Um, you know, and we're just going to break Upwork down real quick, see what it's all about, and uh, determine whether it's a buy or not. So, digging into it Upwork is an online employment marketplace in which it enables businesses to connect with and hire freelancers with talent. Sounds familiar to a few other platforms we have seen. Given the pandemic, remote work has been in demand, therefore benefiting the Upwork platform. Not only has the company itself seen a boost from the pandemic, but the stock itself has as well, with Upwork going on a massive 250% run throughout 2020. That is a huge run um, out of Upwork. Now, digging into the numbers, Upwork beat Q3 expectations with an EPS of negative two cents versus the EPS analyst consensus estimate of negative eight cents. The company also saw plenty of growth under the hood, Taking into the numbers. Um, in essence, you know, if you dig into revenues, um, revenues grew 24% year over year for Upwork, um, totaling $96.7 million in Q3. So solid numbers there, double-digit revenue growth, something we definitely want to see as investors. Um, management also reported that marketplace revenues increased by 26% throughout Q3 to $88 million. Another thing, as investors, we should like that. Furthermore, the company reported that the GSV or gross services volume increased by a whopping 23% year-over-year to $654.5 million. So, solid numbers there. Now, rounding out the Q3 report, Upwork reported that the marketplace take rate increased to 13.6% from 13.3% the same time last year. Lastly, gross margin increased to 73%, an increase of 2% year-over-year. So, I like all of those numbers in that report, all solid numbers coming out of uh, Upwork there. Um, solid double-digit growth in revenues, something I like. Um, so, you know, definitely growth um, being seen here in Upwork. Um, and then, you know, just furthermore, digging into the balance sheet, we see that Upwork's total debt is $13 million. Um, We see that Upwork total liabilities are $220 million, But we look at assets, and they have 502 million dollars in total assets, and they have 155 million dollars in cash and short-term investments. So the balance sheet is well balanced. Um, you know, they have more assets in cash than they do liabilities and debt, which is something we want to see as investors in a balance sheet. Now, um, not only are we seeing great things there on the balance sheet, but also taking a look at the valuation of this thing, we see that you know it's really not badly priced still. So the stock currently trades at 39 bucks a share. It is hitting 52 week highs. Um, So the price to sales is roughly, you know, it's, roughly around 14 times and the price to book's roughly around 17 times, possibly 18 times there. Um, the last numbers I have on the price to sales and price to book were when this stock was $37 per share. So definitely those price to sales and price to book are just above 13 times and just above 16 times. Um, that's kind of why I was giving you that rounded off answers. Um, and furthermore, you know, management does have some work to do, um, but they are improving. Uh, so their return on equity when last reported was a negative 11.35 percent. Return on assets was negative 6.63%, and the return on invested capital was negative 10.35%. So, you know, not terrible numbers out of management um, performance there on a management effectiveness basis, um, but I would like to see some improvement there out of Upwork management. Now, digging into the analysts, the analysts remain bearish on Upwork, unfortunately, with the mean price target sitting at $31.81. Um, no 80 cents 31.80 per share which represents a roughly negative 15 percent decline furthermore the high price target is 44 bucks a share that's roughly you know a 17 percent increase Um, all the while the low price target is 27 bucks per share which is roughly a 30 percent decline so you know we're seeing uh kind of a bearish outlook here from the analyst on upwork which is surprising um it actually is quite surprising to me given those earnings numbers we saw um and the growth that the company's seeing right now so that is something to keep an eye out for probably i would expect a few upgrades here and there on upwork um and you know that's about it for upwork in short i like upwork long term i think there are competitors in the space um and i think that upwork will likely have some roadblocks ahead but if management can um you know improve a little more than what they currently are at i'm not discrediting management i think they've done a great job but i think they can step it up and if they can step it up i think this company um can continue to grow here and i liked that balance sheet i like those earnings so it will be interesting to see what happens here um, on upwork but i do think as a long-term investment if you want to buy it and hold it for over a year it's probably a solid pickup um here upwork but it is at a 52 week high and i don't think anyone wants to buy at the highs so you might want to wait for a pullback in the stock um, so Furthermore, we're going to dig into the watch list. Um, we're going to dig into this wacky market today real quick to close out the show. Just a few names. Um, and I'm actually going to give you some insight. These names that I'm going to go over here at the end of the show are in my portfolio. So Lululemon, I love it. Had a huge 22.1 run yesterday. Um, it's down seven today. So roughly 2%. Um, you know, I that's a bit ridiculous. I think it's just cooling off. I think uh Lululemon's going to 400 by the end of the month here. Boeing, even um, Boeing, actually, their CEO gave a fantastic interview um, just a few days ago on Mad Money um, on CNBC. You know, and my goodness, I'm not sure how that stock is down. Um, you know, basically, the CEO put to bed all of those rumors about a equity offering. So that's out. Um, he said that in essence, the issues with some other aircraft in the Boeing fleet are, you know, not according to according to him, are not related to flight. Um, they're actually related to something else on the aircraft. So that is a net positive. Um, and then he said those shouldn't be a huge issue. Those issues are behind them and that Boeing is looking to the future. I like that. And that um, there is a bright future for Boeing. In essence, orders aren't going to slow down. China's interested in aircrafts and that's everything we want to hear out of Boeing. So that stock should be up. That is why I bought some. And then Salesforce, my goodness, Salesforce is at 226 bucks a share. This thing should be way up, should be way up. Partially, it's a reopening play um, because they have a lot of exposure to small businesses, which eventually will come back because we now have a vaccine and, you know, we can see the end of COVID-19. Um, we're on the path to get out of this thing. Um, Amazon, fantastic name. It's down the day. This should be up, buy it. Um, Apple should be up, by it. It's at 27 bucks a share. I still think you can buy it. Apple is a, um, buy and hold. It is not a trade stock. In my opinion, you buy Apple and you own an Apple and you hold it forever, but you do not trade it um Boeing we already went over that Pershing Square it's a SPAC I do have some holdings in this SPAC I like it um it is once again the only SPAC I would play in the entire market um and you know it's the only one I really trust I'm not a huge fan of SPACs um you know a lot of investors aren't a lot of investors are Um, but I trust in Bill Ackman. This is his spec. It's the largest one and most investor-friendly, and that is why I like it. And also, some huge institutional money has been coming in and buying up this spec like crazy, and that's something to take a look at. Furthermore, Tesla, it's up 12 points right now. It's up roughly 2%. I think that stock will go higher by the end of the day. It was at 680 this morning at the open, so I mean, crazy numbers out of it, but the market seems to be cooling off right now. Um, and then, you know, closing out the show, I'm just going to list off a few names that I'm liking right now. CrowdStrike, about to break 200, insane. Teladoc, what a deal. Um, Costco, I'm not sure why that stock is down. I mean, that stock, I feel like as good as that company is, should just be up a solid two, one, two points every day, um jokingly. But I mean, great stock. uh You know, Chipotle, CMG, great name. uh Chegg, another great name. School is going digital, got to buy it. Facebook, it's down the day off of all these lawsuits that are absolutely ridiculous. They just had some guy on um, CNBC just before I recorded the show talking about this whole Facebook thing and changes they want to make at Facebook. And they, in essence, asked, you know, what's the issue? And the guy couldn't give an answer. And, you know, I could look at Facebook. And once again, I tweeted it on all the personal uh, socials for running with the money, including mine. And I pretty much just said, you know, these lawsuits, I don't think, have a long-term impact on Facebook. Um, and, you know, we can include Google in this conversation. You know, I think they're going after these companies for political reasons and not lawful reasons. Um, they approved these mergers from Facebook. They approved the purchase of Instagram. They approved um, all of these things that they're now going back on. And I think after you approve something, our government, once they approve something for a company... Um, you can't go back on it. And they're trying to play the competition argument with Facebook. Are you kidding me? There is so much competition in the social media space. It's bonkers. Um, and when I look at Google, they're trying to play the competition aspect. Everyone uses Google because it's a better product than everyone else's product. So in my opinion, um, that's, this is my opinion, you're going after these companies for having a much better product than everyone else. Um. And that's like, you know, if I made a phone that was better than any phone in the world and I sold it and took over the whole market because it was a better phone than any other phone and, you know, you can't come after me. You can't because I just made a better product. This is a monopoly. I made a better product, um, that outperforms every other company. And, you know, in my opinion, as you know, in, in a free society, in a free economy, um, that should not be a crime and the government should not come after you for making a better product. Facebook clearly has a better product, clearly has better platforms than everyone else. Google clearly has a better platform. I mean, I use the whole Google system. I have my emails through Google, um everything through Google because Google's the best. So, you know, that is my opinion. I don't, I do not think that Google and Facebook stocks will be, in the long run, affected by these lawsuits. I just think it's all political bullcrap. Um, but that is just my opinion on that whole thing. At the end of the day, we are investors and we dig into these stocks per usual. And I like all the names that we just talked about. So take that, um, take that, research those names and make a decision for yourself. But I like those. Lululemon is one of my favorites. For the month. Thank you all for listening. This was another successful show of the Running With The Money podcast. We are going to be back Monday with another episode per usual. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have a new episode, and I absolutely love doing this show, and thank you all for your support and your downloads and you listening to the podcast. Um, Once again, go follow me and my team at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram. Also, follow me at Luke Donay on Twitter. Ask me any questions you have, or if you want to see a stock broken down, say at Luke, uh, at Luke Donay on Twitter. Break down, say you want to see Costco broken down. Say break down Costco. I'll add it to the list and we'll try to break it down within the next few days. How about that? Um, but thank you all for listening. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you Monday.